Thank you to Chris Porter for the use of our theme music. You can check out his stuff on Instagram at LuckyBone76. Also a big shout out to Chris Campbell for the use of his music as well. And now, Season 2 of Spin Me a Story. Welcome back, everyone, to Spin Me a Story. I'm Luke. I'm Roman. And I'm Casey. This is the show where we spin a bunch of wheels, find random topics, and make a story out of them. Casey, what wheel are we spinning first? Uh, so the first wheel we spin on Spin Me a Story is going to be the genre wheel. Um, I've added some new things. I've taken some of the... Uh, the ones that we've kind of hit a couple times, like horror, I know we're, we've, I don't think we've ever even actually spun horror, but so many of our stories have kind of lined up with horror that it has been removed from our list. So I'm going to spin the wheel. So we got teen drama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, nothing uh, that uh, three 30-year-old men know better than teen drama. I'm immediately thinking of Mean Girls. Mean Girls? Okay. Yep. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's just I like... have not seen that. <laughs> but it probably would apply as well. Teen, you know, teen drama, Teen Wolf. Is this like a Harry Potter reference or, or what? Because there was a lot of drama. No, there's a lot of drama in Harry Potter. So, And they're kind of like teens in, they're in not general. Teens. I oh, think they were teens. The later movies they? were. I think no, they when Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts to start with, he's like eleven. Oh, and this, yeah, like eleven. Yeah. No, I but think towards... he's even younger than that. No. But... In the later movies, they were teens. Oh yeah, in the later mo- movies, for sure, it's teen drama for sure. Hey, Roman. Speaking of, have you read the books? No, are they good? I've only been yeah, to they're... the theme park, so. No, they're actually really, really good. <laughs> the books are really good. You should read them. I will. Um, so teen drama, uh, I feel like we should put horror back on the wheel at this point, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> teen horror drama. <laughs> I'm sure you can find a way to bring horror back, Luke. Uh, you always tend to, so. I do. So, so yes. Whether it's stepping on glass or whatever the case may be, so I'm curious. <laughs> that got cut from the last one. Nobody's going to know what you're referencing. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Casey. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Hogwarts students start um, their schooling from a late, uh, ages 11 or 12 years old. So okay. well, well within the teen drama area. So what do they do for what do they do for elementary school then? Are you not a, are you not a wizard until in the elementary or until like middle school? Don't you get like a letter from an owl and then you get to go to the yeah. place or is that not the case? Like <laughs> Like, how did Harry Potter know, like, it was his time to go to Hogwarts? Okay, if you want, if you guys want to start a podcast about Harry Potter read-alongs, I'm all for it. However, uh, we're going to spin a wheel here that gives us a a setting. 
setting. Yes. All right. And it's a teen drama set set in an arcade. Oh my! Actually, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't, that's not bad. I think that'll fit. Yeah. That kind of fits. Yeah, yeah that'll work. All right. All right. Um, so All right. a teen can, drama set can, inside of a arcade. Can Can the main character's name be Chrissy? Yeah. Why? Okay. Cool. I just like that name. <laughs> okay. I, I thought I there was some reasoning behind why. it. Like you were referencing something, maybe like a Stranger no, Things you know reference me, or something. I never reference. I uh, know I never reference. Okay. That's oh. not how I. That's not how I do things. Just like that time in Harry Potter where Fred Weasley didn't reference <laughs> any other's books or stories. Yeah. Yep. Can the evil person be Voldemort? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> There's no evil person. It's a teen drama. Well, I, yeah, I think there needs to be some, uh, some an antagonist, certainly somebody who's going to stand as an obstacle to Chrissy. What does Chris? What does Chrissy want? Um. So Chrissy's dad disappeared one day, and he was a game developer. If you, I swear, and... if this is Tron, I will be so mad at you. <laughs> if this is Tron, you know I will be so mad uh, at you. Casey, I don't reference things. <laughs> I say this person's a misfit. Okay. <laughs> She's a misfit. I'm so glad you got that so quickly. <laughs> You're going to reference my favorite movie, and you don't think I'm going to get it immediately. <laughs> And then, Wait, the first one or the uh, or the new the one? The second one. The first one's fine, okay, yeah. but it's a little boring. No, the second one's really good. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Keep going. Okay, so she's a misfit. Uh, her dad's disappeared. Um, not a video. Maybe he is a video game center. Maybe not. But her her, her dad's out of her life. Um, sure. Okay. And she's going to an arcade to uh, kind of like. The arcade is kind of raising her. Yeah. So kind of that 80s, 90s vibe where the arcade was a very big part of daily life? Yeah. Or are we talking about like an arcade today? Is this like the a Dave & Buster's type no. of arcade or is this the old school? I, I think this is more of a, hey, everyone went to the arcade. Okay. Like after school. So say, right. So, hey, everyone meet at the arcade. So this is probably in the 80s. Okay. And uh, I think this is just a way for her to escape because obviously her family life is not the best. So it's okay. a great place for her just to relax. Steam. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Uh, we have, but what does she, okay. So what does she want though? So we have this kind of this background. We have this idea of who Chrissy is. What does she want? Um, at the arcade in general or what? Like, what is her goal? Why are we writing this story about Chrissy? So if, if this is going to be a, it's gotta be a teen, love story. If, yeah, if this is going to be a teen drama, I think like some boys, maybe new in town or someone that's never been and she kind of like ooh, gets her attention maybe, and she's try, maybe he owns the record for like a machine and she's trying to get his attention by beating well, the record or what if what if yeah. like she held the record before and then this guy a new guy came in and then totally beat the record and now she's kind of mad but at the same time she kind of likes him but doesn't know it yet okay yeah, I, I could go with that. That's, that's pretty good. So kind of that angst love where it's, uh, oh, I hate you so much that I'm falling for you type of thing. Yeah. Okay. So the new this new boy in town, 
he's the antagonist. He's trying to prevent her from accomplishing her goal of beating him. Uh, what is kind of his story? Who is he? What? What? Who is he? Um, he comes from Montana and and uh, arrives in California. Okay, so this is all set in California. California right. 80s lingo. Nice. Okay. Um, Luke, what do they do in Montana? Uh, I mean, I imagine they probably hunt elk and stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's kind of like, hey, how, like this Montana guy has no arcades. Yeah, he's over here like killing it on the score. So I'm thinking that she keeps also like a book uh a burn book hat will you that is like where she has like an uh um like all of the arcade games that she loves like who has the high score and stuff but as she like beats them she like crosses them off the list so she's like really competitive about it okay so we'll say like she's kind of a legendary until this new person shows up and then everyone's attention goes to this new person so she kind of gets a little jealous too is are we are we gonna go that route or what do you think so i mean is he is he outwardly uh antagonistic against her like is he like showing up beating her scores and then kind of flaunting it in front of her or is he more like oh uh it says new high score is that good like i don't understand what does that mean like oh did i do well i kind of almost want a gaston type personality almost just like he's just snobby (laughs) but i don't know what do you think luke yeah, I mean, I I could see it either way. I would probably lean to the more, like, aggressive type person uh, sure. just because maybe she, like, changes him. I don't know. So then I really have to question whether, you know, Montana gives a certain good old boy feel and you're kind of going with I the... Mean, you're uh, not wrong. You kind of get, you know, if, if you're going to pick a state like Montana, you're going to give kind of that good old boy feel. And we're kind of leaning away from that and going more into, like, the... Uh, New Yorker, yeah, New Jersey, kind of Severn, like even like Delaware, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't mind if he's from New Jersey. I mean, that's hey, I mean, big city meets big city, you know. Yeah, because like you have like Atlantic City, which is known for its arcades and its boardwalk and things like that. So he could have been a local right. legend in Atlantic City, and now he's transplanted to the West Coast. He's kind of against it, and you know he's fight he's rebelling against his parents, but he finds his solace in this arcade and kind of, again, making a name for himself. Okay. Okay. So he, he is, um, did we decide that he beats the record and she's mad about it? Is that, that's kind of the only way I can see this kind of this going because she's, unless she's moving there and he's already like, she's from California and she's moving to Atlantic city, which is kind of a completely, you know, flip flop from what we had originally. Um, he's really the one moving in, so I can't see him moving in, having the records, and then her, you know, kind of coming along and, you know, beating it for whatever reason. But maybe uh, she had the records, and then he comes in, beats her records, and like as she's, you know, she's crossed off these names in her list, and she's got her name for all of them. So no, she has a page for you know Donkey Kong and Pac Man and things like that, and all these names have been crossed off, and it's just her name at the end. And now she has to cross off, and every time she's crossing off a page, she's replacing her name with this guy's name. Uh, and so 
So her burn book at the end just has like his name and that's it. Well, it's going to, it's going to end up being like, yeah, we're not going with that name for it, but I understand (laughs) what, I understand what you're trying to get at. Um, but like, he's like, she has like all these little rival, these little rivalries with people who are like, Oh, it went back and forth on Pac-Man a couple of times, but now, um, you know, she has the record, but now he comes in and beats the record. And now how is she going to come back and overcome that? Right. And so she pulls up in her car to his house. No. And she, how old are I, they? Well, I thought she, they were te- it's teen drama. She's driving a car, right? She's in high school. I would not I put teen dramas with being able to drive a car. This is in uh, Riverdale yeah. where they're really 30. I say either like skateboard okay. or. Bicycle. Yeah, there you go. Because it's the '80s, so there's le- there, you're less likely to drive a bike. You're more lo- little localized communities. Ride a bike. Okay. All right. Ride a, no driving then. Yeah. I was thinking teenage drama, like you see on TV. Like that's what I was thinking. And most of them drive cars. I mean, you think of you think of like uh, um, what's the name of that uh, vampire movie? Um, Twilight. I mean, they're all yeah, they're all driving cars and stuff. That's the age I was thinking. Is that not the age we're going after? I was thinking between the ages of kind of fourteen to seventeen. Roman, what were you thinking? Yeah, especially for arcade, because to be honest, with you. Yeah, at seventeen. I just and later, feel like arcade doesn't feel like uh, a good place for. I would think that they would go to the mall. I I would think that they would go to the mall or something like that. Yeah, that could be true. But now saying that now, now, now I like now, now I'm, now I'm leaning in more towards Luke's idea because if she is a misfit and a loner and she's trying to escape, she's trying to escape her friends. So now maybe she is a 17 year old staying at at the arcade. That was my point of view. But then the kids are going to be, she's going to be the oldest one there. And that may be why she is a living legend. So the rest of the yeah. kids are older. I still don't know if she's driving, but because she's clinging to her youth a little bit harder. So this is my idea, and you can tell me what you think, and, and you can totally shut it down. That's fine. But my idea is this. She pulls up in her car to his house, and she says, get in, loser. We're going gaming. And then they go to the arcade, and she makes him watch her beat all his scores. And it's like this like intense standoff. Well, yeah, I mean, you could kind of like, I, 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 I don't imagine you're going to have time to really like go into all the deep character development. But I mean, like she, it's, it's the local arcade. She's seen him in there. She knows that he, you know, she's seen him at school, all those, you know, normal type of things. And she's getting more and more frustrated as more and more of her scores are being beaten. And so she's like, you know, again, just, and, and he, he's like all of a sudden, like, Oh wow, she actually is really good at video games, and we have this thing in common, and they kind of start to like each other, right? That's that's what I was thinking. I'm gonna pull back. I like a lot of it, but one of the problems that we have with that story right now is that there is no conflict. There is no kind of stakes. There's no um, there's nothing of value gained or lost in this character. She is really good at video games at the beginning. She's the best around. This new guy comes in and challenges her, but she immediately uh, steals all of the titles back and she's back to being the best in gaming around. Like, I don't think there's any character growth. There's no real stakes. If she just immediately beats all of his records, 
especially in like this show offy type of way. Okay. Re- so what about what about this? That I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think you're 100 percent right. Um, and again, I just throw stuff at the wall and then you guys decide what. Yeah, no, and I appreciate so, that. So what what about if she does that? Right. And that's kind of like and then she can't beat his records. And he kind of like feels bad for her and takes pity on her. And then he like helps her. And like they, they kind of fall in love over the fact that like they, they again form a mutual friendship over gaming and him helping her get better at gaming and all that kind of stuff. Like what about that? The only issue I have with that is like she's already going to be prideful and I don't think she's going to want help from him. That's... Well, maybe that's a part of – that's. I mean again, that's like a really brief – uh, summary of what it could be and and like Casey would have to maybe fill in some of the blanks as far as like what happens in the interim you know she's obviously upset when she can't beat and she leaves in a in a huff or whatever and then over time he feels bad and he starts to try and like gain her friendship and and uh, you know not even actually like maybe starting off not even in a romantic way um, just more and like feels bad for her wants to help her you know it, going back to like his good hometown boy roots. And like, I feel really bad that I did. He doesn't that. have homeboy roots. Now he is from uh, oh. New Jersey. Now the only problem I have right now, Luke is that you have two unlikable characters. Yeah. You're not wrong. I didn't realize that the guy was from, I thought I didn't realize that we decided to put him from New Jersey. I missed that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe switching back to a home, like, you know, to a small town. Okay, so to reiterate, we also have never given this the the male character a name. We really should do that, but uh, I just want to want to go maybe through. Maybe he just doesn't have a name. No, he has a name. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna deal with that right now. <laughs> Goku. Goku. Okay. Okay. I told uh, you you should have had a name. <laughs> this girl lives in the city. She knows every arcade machine like the back of her hand. She has all the scores. She's competed with the local people. She holds the record on all of the machines type of thing. She's uh, well-respected. She's the old, well, I don't want to say well-respected. She's the oldest kid there. So she's kind of picking on children in a little, in a, in a kind of a little way. Uh, this new guy comes in. I'm going to say he's probably uh, the same age as her. Uh, and again, he's too old to be kind of going to this arcade. Um, he goes in, he's going to beat her records. Um, she's going to hear about like, Oh, your records were being, uh, and she's like, Oh, I can easily beat them. And she goes back and she can't easily beat them. Um, there's going to be like this mon- uh, training montage where they, you know, they're competing on different machines and like they're fighting against records and stuff like that. And they kind of mutually learn to respect each other and that, Hey, our whole problem is that we're avoiding the real world. We're avoiding, you know, close connections to kids our own age, but now they're finding a close connection with somebody their own age. Um, and really how it's going to end is her pulling up to his house or his house and say, get in loser. We're going gaming. And that's kind of where they drive off into the sunset type of thing. That's the story I have. Now, to throw a wrench into that, uh, we have a exciting event to happen. So I'm going to re- spin on that wheel real quick. We have to add in an earthquake somehow. So they go, they go to the arcade <laughs> to game. And an earthquake happens, they lose power, and instead they just end up talking to each other. Okay. Like, 
Yeah, like they, like they're, and that could be the end, kind of the ending of the montage is that they're, you know, they're competing with each other. They're kind of gaining this, you know, maybe, maybe they haven't even gained respect for each other yet, and they're still angry and angsty at each other. But an earthquake happens. Uh, they get kind of separated and trapped somehow in this in the arcade. They lose power, and yeah, they. They they have, uh, they have to walk they home or something. Maybe they yeah. walk home and they, they, they form that relationship. Yep. All right. Okay. That's Sounds the good. end of that chapter. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's good. Is that enough, Casey, or do you need more? I think that's it. I think we had a full-fledged story here. Yeah, I think that's good. Enough What's right the here. character's name again? For both? Uh, Chrissy is the uh, female uh, protagonist. Our antagonist mm-hmm. is still uh, not named. So if somebody can't give me a name within the next five seconds, it will be Luke. Four. No, three, no, Jake. Not be, two, not it's going to be Jake. Jake. Mm-hmm. All right. Jake and Chrissy, a love story for the ages. Uh, when we return from the writer's room. I awoke to sunlight peering in through the windows uncovered in my room. My dressing servant was opening the windows and letting the warm April airs fill my room with potpourri and new blooms. Rise and shine, Chrissy, she said, pulling aside the curtains. Morning, Rosalia. How long have I overslept? I stretched out and looked at the dress she had brought for me. It was a cool aquamarine dress, suitable for midsummer, maybe. Certainly not an April morn. Only an hour. I told your mom you're practicing your art in here, so you better get to it. For such an early hour of the morning, Rosalia flittered around the room much too quickly, like a butterfly in a heavy breeze. It almost made my head rush. I sat up in bed and furrowed my brow. Haven't I got any estate dresses, Rosalia? It is a spring dress, Chrissy. Your mother asked for that dress in particular. Says it makes your eyes pop in the sun. Today's an important day. Why would I be in the sun? And then it dawned on me. Today we were headed to the arcade. I rushed to get my sun hat and parasol. I closed my eyes and spun around my room. Today was going to be a wonderful day. Now, Chrissy, remember your allocation lessons. Stand up straight. There are plenty of eligible bachelors here today, and they are all looking for a wife. My mother put her arm around my elbow as we stepped down from the carriage. There was such a bustle around the local arcade outside of the promenade. Young women were making their debuts with their mother, adoringly fawning over their puff pastry dressed daughters. I was a professional at this point having made my debut twice now, this being my third year looking for a husband. To become an expert at every game in the arcade, I watch as a stickly young girl drops her handkerchief for her anticipated fiancé to pick up. I watch another portly girl release her lab dog from its leash, obviously in the hopes an eligible bachelor happens upon it. These are the calling cards of amateurs who have not been through the courting season before. I walk past the stickly lady's handkerchief on the ground, jabbed the tip of my parasol through it and handed it back to her. I gave her a cheery smile and turned away. The woman's puppy came up to me. I gave it a loving pet and removed its collar, turned it to the nearest child and handed her the puppy. Animals are not objects to be used to win affection. If you're going to play the games the ladies play, they will learn it as PvP. Another season, Chrissy? Abigail sidled up to me. You know, if you aren't married off by the end of the season, the next dress you'll be fitted for is a habit, she tittered. Oh, hush. Mother gives me enough grief for that. You should be supportive of my endeavors, Abigail. Besides, it makes you ever more appealing. I sneered at her and tittered. Abigail was my dearest friend and would be debuting this season as well. It was her first time. 
She hadn't made my mistakes. What are the Rappaports all flutter about? I pointed to Mrs. Rappaport, excitedly whispering and attempting to groom her daughters in anticipation of someone coming down the arcade. Probably a porkmonger, Abigail said. Now, Abigail, that's no way to talk about Miss Rappaport, I smiled. Besides, it looks like she has more than enough ham squeezed into that dress. We burst into laughter. My mother looked back at us with a menacing sneer. We were reaching the start of the arcade and the groups had gathered quite close now. Chrissy, yoo-hoo, Chrissy, you simply must meet my youngest boy, Caulfield, who's just come of age. Mrs. Buckminster rushed over towards us. Trailing behind her was her barely 12-year-old child. Oh, how lovely of you to bring your grandson around, Miss Buckminster, but I have neither the qualifications nor the inclination to babysit. At this, my mother whipped around, excused us, and we began walking back away from the arcade. Young lady, what has gotten into you today? You have been touched by the silver-tongued devil, have you not? The Buckminster are a family of no importance. They've held terrible debt and knowingly involved themselves in matters of ill repute. I will not entertain the notion of a single moment spent in the presence of some half-pint with no future prospects. Besides, I know my worth, and there wasn't a man amongst them on the arcade today that could deserve to wed me. Abigail and I enjoyed our stroll past the boys, making them blush and then admonishing them for their low morals. There was an electricity in the air, like I was the queen and every boy and man-child would bow to my excellency. Abigail made eyes at Mr. Grundy's boy Chester. She played it off, but I could tell it was more sincere. It was a perfect day at the arcade, and tomorrow would be another. I woke to my chambermaid rattling around my room, getting my room ready for the day. I peeked open my eyes at the dress she had laid out for me. It was a brilliant pink tulle with the accents. Is it Wednesday already, Rosalia? I asked, not stirring from my sleepy position. Tis your grace. She began drawing the curtains back now that I was awake. Have you heard the news? No. I could hear the house was in a titter. Fetch me the paper, boy. What's this all about? His grace, Mr. Goku Fairchild, has decided to grace our arcade in search of a suitor, but only for a week. Your mother is ready in the carriage. Then I shall put out my mother's vexations for a week. Much to Mr. Goku Fairchild's chagrin, I smiled. New blood. The game was afoot. Reaching the arcade today, I saw Abigail arm in arm with Mr. Grundy. Not my first pick, but he's handsome in a homely sort of way and comes from a respectable family. He will keep her from want and it is none of my business who she decides to talk to. I huffed. I began making my way down the arcade, playing my usual games. It was absurd that Abigail would give up all this fun we had playing at the arcade for Chester Grundy. I must have been lost in thought as I bumped into a maiden in a large crowd and began toppling over. As I was falling, I felt a muscular arm reach out and enrapture me by the waist. I looked up into the sparkling pools of azure deep set into the face I had not met. Feigning a tizzy? Is there nothing these maidens won't try to capture my intentions? He spun me back upright and I landed on my feet. Excuse me, what? You are no different than the rest of the women along the arcade, playing your games to garner my attention. I should leave post haste if it weren't a promise to my late mother. Come slumming in the arcade in the country, she asked. He seemed to trail off. The indignity of this man. How dare you, sir? I don't even know who you are, I reddened. Then you mustn't know much. He brushed his cloth as if he had been soiled. I am Sir Goku Fairchild, eldest of the Fairchilds and heir to the dynastic fortunes. If you expect me to know or care who you are, I began. I suspect you wouldn't have to rattle off that nonsense about your claim of your family's riches. He gave me a smirk, a little half-hearted smile, and then went back to his adoring maidens and waiting, mooning over his every word. I stormed off, the nerve of that man, acting like this is his arcade. I could hear him make a comment and a vein of fail and a veil of faint laughter washed over the crowd. They were smitten. At least you and Abigail have your heads on straight, my mother caught up with me. All this nonsense with the Fairchilds. Abigail better. If not, we should have to frog her I mean fro flog her. 
I stammered. Oh, not you too, Chrissy. There are plenty of nice boys. Don't play into that man's stupid games. Mother, I would never. I hate the fact he thinks I'm just another damsel swooning over his glistening muscles and deep satin blue eyes that pierce even the darkest hours in this earth to Chrissy. Abigail shouted at me. We were back in the carriage, leaving the arcade. Have you even been paying attention? Of course, I lied. Then aren't you going to congratulate me? Abigail had a humongous grin on her face, the type of grin that only signifies the end of one's happy life and the introduction to marital servitude. Yes, of course, Abigail. Congratulations. I'm sure this is the happiest you'll ever be. I tried to sound reassuring. I peered out the window of the carriage as we drove into the estates. The lamplights were being lit and the twilight was setting in. The bustle of men and women returning to their homes for the night rang out through the chill in the air. Each day after seemed to drip with annoyances. Abigail making time for her fiancé rather than playing in the arcade with me, seeing that impossibly arrogant Goku Fairchild gallivanting about with young maidens at the arcade made it less fun. It seemed as though he had made the arcade his playground, and I, I, I was left on the outside. We both continued to play the games that young maidens and misters played, painfully aware that we were both the oldest at the arcade. We challenged each other, made constant encroachments into each other's territories. A shifty glance here and a backhanded compliment there. I'll admit, he was good at the game. One day, in early August, Abigail, long since abandoning me to her own betrothal, left me to carriage to the arcade alone. The carriage master opened the door and inside was the insufferable Goku Fairchild. I let out a groan. Oh, as if I'm excited to have to share a carriage with you. Just don't get of your slime on me, greaseball. A woman your age should have learned to hold her tongue. A man of your age should have learned to procure a wife. And with that, Goku fell silent. We rode in silence for several blissful minutes until he felt the need to pipe in again. I've noticed you at the arcade. And what of it? You don't seem interested in the usual shrouds. You make your own interest, do you not? I remain quiet. I noticed your journaling. While most maidens are ogling coin bags and timepieces to ascertain status, you seem much more interested in their humanities. The carriage pulled up the arcade. Yes, and I've clearly ascertained that you haven't got any. Good day, Mr. Fairchild. I hopped out of the carriage and made my way down to the arcade, but Goku caught up. I'd like to talk to you about your journaling, Freezy. I keep a journal as well. I hasten my pace. I assure you, sir, we are nothing alike. She was an alabaster figure draped in pink tulle that made her look like the goddess Athena the day I met her. I paused. He was reading from his journal. She held no others in esteem and had no equal. I watched her from a distance and paid no mind to the maidens all avowing for my attention. My interest lay solely in the one named Chrissy. I turned around. Yes, well, that's all fine and good to write, but you have the nerve to act as though you have nothing more than cad to me. A thorn in my side, a constant disruption. You have been a constant disruption in my life, Chrissy. Every waking moment I yearn to be with you, to gaze into your soulful eyes and be lost in the abyss, to have your laughter ring through my ears. If I were a thorn in your side, it shall not be out of place on a rose. I blushed. It was almost as if I could feel my legs trembling beneath me, but Goku's legs seemed to be trembling too. It was then I realized the earth itself was moving. Part of the colonnade buckled. I fell to the ground and Goku rushed to me. The concrete arches gave way around us and we found ourselves surrounded by the fallen roof of the arcade. The dust permeated my lungs and vision. I felt Goku put his arm around me as the rubbling sensation ceased. Are you all right, Chrissy? He coughed. Yes, but the column is blocking our exit. It was pitch black. I could hear the cries emanating from the rubble around us. We're trapped. Here, give me your hand. I can't stand Goku. I felt the searing pain in my leg. I tried to lift myself, but I felt my leg pinned. We tried yelling for help. It felt like an eternity in the rumble of the arcade. Goku held on to me through all of it. It wasn't until the evening that the rescuers found us. We were huddled together in the rubble, clinging to each other with all of our life. 
I looked at him, up at him and smiled, knowing we would be all right. Two weeks later, my leg hadn't fully recovered just quite. The doctor said it was a fractured ankle bone and that I should stay off of it for the remainder of the season, but there were games to be played even if the local arcade was destroyed. I wondered where we were, could find a good arcade. I grabbed my cane and made my way to the garden area towards the carriage. My pink dress flowed effortlessly in the summer breeze. As I stepped up to the carriage, the door popped open and Sir Goku Fairchild stuck his head outside of the door. Get in, loser. We're doing Bridgerton. Get it? Because it was supposed to be an arcade, but I made it Bridgerton. It's a reference. Get it? <laughs> you get the reference? <clears throat> yes. Could you tell me what the reference regards yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, people might not get that. It's a show called Bridgerton. It was the number one show in January 2021, back when I was writing this. What is that show? It's like a... Yeah, Roman doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> it's a, uh, a period romance. piece romance novel. or Netflix? Yep. Mm. But it's like it, it's just like a generic kind of teen romance in, set in late... And so, it's about courtship and... Yes. I mean, I haven't seen it, but that's what I assume. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know we were going to do... Something similar to Milan, but interesting. Mulan. Right. The beginning part just reminded me of Milan. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch Mulan. <laughs> Have you not seen? Well, I'm uh, talking, no. Are you talking about the live action Mulan or the good Mulan? Um, the good one. I okay. Yeah. I don't know okay. much of the live action. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the original. It's like you're you're prepping for them to get married and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. Okay. You have to so, like yeah, learn. Yeah. So similar the, to that. Like a matchmaker, the yeah, yeah, and then yeah. she's like learning how to serve so, tea and everything. So yeah. okay, can we continue back to? I don't know where yeah. we left off it, but basically, my comment on it that I, one of the things that I really like about it is because of the Mean Girls theme. So in Mean Girls, like she's she's on safari, right, in her imagination, and like you made it very much like I almost felt like this story could have been you could have used the Bridgerton aspect to make to replace the safari aspect. And then gone to real life in the, does that make sense? Like in the interim, but then like keep flashing back to like they're in the Bridgerton. You know what I mean? In her eyes, she's in a Bridgerton setting, but really it's real current day. It could life. have been like the, well, that would have been amazing. Cause we originally said it was in the set in the eighties yeah. and then I just made it to the 1680s. Basically. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, yeah. But does that make sense? Like I yeah. think that would have been, that, that would have worked too. Yeah. It would have worked too. So I kept making allusions to, uh, arcade, like famous arcade right. video games. I don't know if you caught yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I did okay. like the Frogger and yeah. yeah, I caught it. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. Yeah. Pa- I, I thought it was hilarious. I also did paper boy in there. At yeah. One point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I liked it. It, it was, it was very funny. Um, so, I mean, the whole thing was, I mean, you were very much on this kick of like, we were going to have this story be mean girls. Yeah. And it's a very so, teen romance. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, there's no setting. romance in it at all, but... I thought it was romance. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. Wait, is it? Is it their romance in no, Mean Girls? not really. I mean, there's a guy, but... Yeah, doesn't like, she end up with a guy? I don't think so. That's, that's, definitely not the, that's definitely not the way the story okay. is, like... I mean, it's been a little while since I've yeah. seen Mean Girls. It was mostly about the relationship it. between the girls. Is that an every year thing you watch, is Mean no, Girls? No, it and... should be. Right up there no. with Die Hard. Yeah. And Die Hard, okay. Yeah. Die Hard. What do you think, Roman? I never watched Mean Girls. Like, I got to watch that and Die Hard as well. Um, those are the two movies I have not seen. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Or? No, I'm have you serious. not seen any movies? He's seen Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Mulan. That's the only thing I can reference. If it's not a Disney movie, Roman has never seen it. So I'm kind of curious to see what you're talking about 
um, you said Bridgerton and what else? Well, Luke? I don't recommend Bridgerton. Don't watch Bridgerton. It's, it's, not, it's not. It's not for us. It's not yeah. for 30-year-old oh, okay. men. Yeah, for, it's really I'm not. just curious. How it's do you even know that exists? Mean Girls is definitely for 30-year-old yeah. men. Yeah, Mean Girls is for everybody. I can highly recommend Mean Girls. Mean Girls is a good movie still. That was with Lindsay Lohan, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I, just, I haven't really watched very many movies, so it's yeah. going to be... Uh, Hard to reference. That you haven't watched a lot of movies because I feel huh. like you were at the movies a lot. I mean, that. in all fairness, like Disney movies are like if you only could watch any type of movie in your whole life, Disney movies would be one of the top things on my list. So. Right. Well, yeah. growing up, we really didn't have that much money, so yeah, yeah, we didn't go to the movies. Yeah. More recent movies, I could tell you as much as I can. But like the older but, stuff, like Mean Girls. Right. Were you in or high Die school Hard. when Mean Girls probably came out? Probably. Well, probably. Die Hard, you weren't even born probably when it came out. Die Hard's in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roman's not. See, I'm talking about like Ant Man now. Yeah. Avengers. Can you can you also Disney? Movie is not yeah. Disney. yeah, also Disney. Okay, yeah, let's just see here. What movie is not Disney that you have watched and that you enjoyed? Simpsons. That's still That's, Disney. It's owned by Disney. It wasn't. Let me help you. It's owned by Disney. It wasn't at the time. So back to this. The you earthquake know. part? Do you think what do you think about it? I mean, because it went straight to Bridgerton, and I'm well, kind of curious to see. I mean, so we, we had to kind of add it in. It's one of those things. It, so sometimes we're able to, like, more easily weave in the, the right. random event, and then sometimes it's pretty rough. Because <laughs> I could have so, sworn, like, the earthquake happens, and that's how they get closer together. But that's what, yeah, he kind of made it that way. Hmm. I mean, that's how I took it. Like, they were all, they didn't know each other were in, they were, didn't know that they were into each other until the earthquake, really. Kind of, yeah, it gave them, I mean, because even if they had, they both kind of had feelings for each other, and they were, you know, making eyes, but they were still this antagonistic group until the day of the earthquake. And it started before the earthquake, but then. That's what I was going to say. That really is what catalyzed their bond, I would say. I, I think it's also, uh, um, I think he would have probably fleshed it out more, except, again, we're limited in time. Oh, so yeah, this is. You kind of have to make things yeah. happen, oh, that's you know. True. Yeah, that's this how is the I longest took it. story. Yeah. And because it's like, a, it's a little bit, it's not really, I mean, it's sort of a period piece. I had to give a little bit more description as to what was going on, where mm-hmm. they were set, why they were going to the arcade to, to look for husbands, yeah. to kind of put all of that out there. Because if you hadn't seen Bridgerton, at least you could kind of like, piece stuff together. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, that was cool. I liked it. Yeah, like yeah. I said, my only criticism would be that I think that it would have been better served if the Bridgerton part was again in her imagination. In her head. I just and think that would have been cool. it was still in the 1980s. Yeah. Like okay. That, so that would be my one criticism, but um, I thought it was really well written. I mean, again, always like we say, and I know it's kind of like beating a dead horse, but when we talk about descriptions and, and use of use of like burn books adjectives and, yeah. <laughs> Casey is like king <laughs> so, one so. Of the, so one of the things I read before I wrote before I finished writing this at least um, was the rule of three it's if you're going to describe a place use at least three different senses so it's how does it sound how does it smell how does it huh. how do you hear okay. it how does it feel that's, you know the warmth of the sun the tittering of the birds yeah. The uh, the smell of you know fresh linens, the of roses thing. or something. Yeah, cool. exactly. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's How many cool. references did you find in this? 
like total references. Yeah, from I mean, arcade games littered, or what? It is littered. Not just with video, not just with video games, but the entire thing was just littered with references because that was what you wanted. You're like, oh, we need more references in our yeah. in our stories. Well, I got Milan out of it, so yeah, you got Milan somehow. That was was not one, one of them. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but the main the uh, main antagonist's name was Goku, which was is actually say, from a... Dragon Ball Z. I mean, yeah, but that wasn't a reference because of you. Now, have, have you? Um, is that something you've seen as Dragon Ball Z? Um, I've seen a fight which goes over like five or six episodes. Yeah, so. it sounds like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he knows his Dragon Ball yeah. Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, I got that one. I got the Frogger uh, reference. I got the Paperboy one. Um, Rosalia, her uh, her maid, was named after a Pokemon. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Chester. <laughs> do you want to do you want to fill <laughs> oh, that's a different <laughs> do you want to fill Rowan in on why them, the character's name is Chester I mean if I'm thinking of the right instance it's because uh, uh, I would really like to name my child Chester <laughs> wow. but my wife is very opposed to the name <laughs> I don't see why Chester is just so... a Chester is a perfectly yes. so Norman name alright um, well that was it for us um, you can uh, Luke tell us where you can find us on the web um, you can find us on Twitter at uh, story underscore spin. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you can also obviously find us anywhere podcasts are found, whether it be Apple Podcast or um, wherever your podcast uh, finder of choices. Um, and and, Ro- and and yeah, no, you're good. Thank okay. you. And Roman, uh, what can they do to support us? Like and subscribe. Yeah. Yep, like, uh, favorite us, uh, give oh. us a review if you oh, can, and, subscribe. And give us ideas Tell your for friends. the wheel. Give us ideas for the wheel in the Twitter feed if you want, or tweet at us with yeah, ideas. Um, those are all acceptable. We'll put out uh, requests uh, for what we're looking for. We're always looking for anything, but we'll make you know posts and say, hey, we're really interested in settings this week or something uh, like that. I definitely want to hear your feedback. Yep, yep, for sure. This is season two, baby. It's in the books. Season two. All right. Um, I gotta go to board me. That's not a part of the ending. <laughs> that was the ending. We weren't done yet. We weren't. <laughs> For spin me a story. This is Casey. I'm Luke, and I'm Roman, the board meeting person. Why are you killing it? Because <laughs> it's gonna stay in there now, baby. <laughs> and don't forget to write.